0: And welcome to Neither the Time Nor the Space, a podcast about Doctor Who, how Sarah Jane adventures, and <laughs> for reasons I'm beginning to regret, Torchwood. <laughs> My name is David, and as always, I am joined by the bloodthirsty Matt.
1: Uh, I was just going to let out an ear-splitting scream at the thought uh, of this week's episode.
0: Uh, we're doing Countryside yep. this week.
1: Yeah, we sure are. Uh,
0: um, the the best thing about it, probably the title, <laughs> you know. Yeah,
1: countryside with a C.
0: Yeah, yeah. You see what you see what old chippers did there with that one. Um, we, 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 I don't want to give the game away too much, but as you can tell, we're not we're not. Our cups don't runneth over with enthusiasm this week. Do you
1: know what? Before I even watched this episode, I don't think I've looked forward to watching and reviewing and recording mm-hmm. less. I, I can't remember really? the last time I was this, like, unenamoured with the idea of doing this pod.
0: I I, I think it's just because... It, it's the accumulation, isn't it? Just week after week, it's been... Just not great. <laughs> no. Um,
1: no.
0: Like, I don't know that. Ha, ha, did did we ever have such a dry spell doing you who? Oh
1: no, like, no. Maybe... Like we we maybe have at most two weeks, but then we would come back with an absolute banger. David, I'm I'm yeah. not above admitting I I just miss Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I'm clamoring uh... for it.
0: Well, uh, what episode are we on now? What's this we're recording? Six. About?
1: Episode six.
0: Uh, I mean, uh, uh, I meant in terms of uh, proximity to the to two hundred. Oh, we're us. on
1: episode one hundred and ninety-eight.
0: Mm. So one more week, Matt. Mm. One more week, and then we get a little break.
1: Now um, I'm, I'm going to do a little two hundred teaser at the end of this mm-hmm. episode. Don't let me forget, David.
0: OK, I'll try not What to. I thought
1: we could do is, obviously, next week, at the end of the episode, you're going to reveal the, what we'll be watching.
0: I will, yeah.
1: Um, so I'm going to reveal a couple of little plans I've got in place.
0: Oh, lovely. OK, so, before we get to all of that nonsense, uh, how's your week been, Matt?
1: Absolutely dreadful, because I've spent most of it worrying that I had to watch Torchwood. <sighs>
0: <laughs> you're not you not found any any uh, joy in your bank holiday weekend
1: well let let's pull back the curtain you sent a message to me this morning going is there any chance we re- could record a little bit earlier than we agreed and i hadn't yeah. watched the episode david i was putting it off i'd rather do anything um <laughs> but no it's been it's been okay this week been out and about done a bit of walking again um went up the white horse at kilburn that was always nice
0: Really gotten into your walking, haven't you? Yeah,
1: like, yeah, it's yeah. it's nice. Um,
0: yeah, when to... I will say, walk walking at the at the White Horse. Like, it's one of those things where, like, if you're doing a big circular walk and you get, you know, you get to see it from a distance, great. When you're actually just, you know, clambering up those steps, I mean, when you get up close to it, it is just a big pile of chalk, isn't
1: it? Oh yeah, but like. When when I was driving up to it, like yeah, and you can see it, and you get close, and you go, "Wow, that that is really nice," but then mm. the car park's so close that the entire view's blocked by trees. And <laughs> yeah. as, as you say, once you get to the top, it just looks like a chalk face. Yeah. Um, so I did walk but all the way across to Sutton like, Bank past the airfield. Yeah, I was going to
0: say you, you do you do, you do then get 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 you know you're up on Sutton Bank and you get some some smashing views there.
1: The finest view in Britain, it was
0: voted. Mm. Yeah, I mean, they're not wrong. I, know. <laughs> I I might be a wee bit biased, but, uh, yeah, no, it's lovely. Have you ever been around uh, Gormire Lake?
1: Yeah, yeah, down at
0: the bottom. Yeah. yeah, that's good fun. There's some great folk stories around Gormire Lake. Mm. Isn't
1: it my, like my favourite old favourite village in all sorts?
0: yeah. My my favourite version of it. Uh, for, for 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 context listeners, Gormire Lake. One of the few natural lakes in North Yorkshire. And it's basically this big dark pit. This bowl. Uh, at the at the foot of a, a of a of a sheer cliff. Um and it's utterly surrounded by trees and it's yeah, it's got a bit of an ominous vibe to it. My favourite story is uh someone uh challenged the devil to a horse race across Sutton Bank. And sort of the devil tri- um accidentally rides his horse off the side of Sutton Bank and careens down and smashes into the ground below, and that's what causes the basin that then becomes uh, Gormire Lake. I was
1: unfamiliar yeah. with that version of events. Yeah,
0: it's a it's a good it's a good one. I, I've read it in a book of local folklore. I can't remember who the author was now, but uh, yeah, it's a good version.
1: Um... Yeah, anyway, man, I went walking around Nayburn New York, where the mm-hmm. marina is. Um, I've played a lot of Skyrim this week, David. I've got really back oh, on have the
0: Skyrim. You? Back on the Skyrim, eh? Yeah. Mm. yeah.
1: And I tell you what, my week's just got a whole lot better, David, because. Um, are you sat down? Because this is going to knock you off your feet. I
0: am, I am sat down.
1: Taylor Swift's just announced a new album, David. Has she? Literally just now. Oh, wow. Midnight's coming out October 21st. I know you're excited. I am too.
0: I can scarcely contain my excitement, man.
1: Amazing.
0: But I'll just... We'll have to soldier on with the pod. Um,
1: How's the week best been? We can. Anything been okay? Yeah,
0: it's been all right. Been... Uh, also been a bit explore, exploring some of the local countryside, you know? Um... As mentioned before, we've got we've got the boot jump in the van now, so you know when the mood takes us, we can basically just park up somewhere nice and just effectively have a day's free camping in a car park. <laughs> and if you pick the right car park, that's very lovely. Um, so um, where did we go? Ye- uh, yesterday it was um, Newgate Bank, which are you familiar with? Just the other side of Helmsley. Okay again got some lovely views of the moors um and some good walking around there and uh yeah it's uh, it's just it's just really nice to be able to just sort of park up uh go for a go for a little walk have a nice uh picnic make a cup of tea on the camping stove read my book whilst little zorb's uh plays with his uh one of, with one of his robot toys
1: what what's your best camping cooking not your meal of the week, but what's the best thing you've cooked
0: whilst camping? Oh, the best thing I have personally cooked whilst camping. We tend to do we we tend to keep it pretty basic uh, because we don't have a lot of space to work with. Um, last time uh, when we were, when we were up in Scotland recently, I made if I do say so myself some excellent veggie sausage sandwiches. Ah, oh,
1: nice!
0: Yeah, because uh, not least because. <laughs> Because course, we didn't pack any cooking oil, so I had to cook the sausages in butter. Oh, dear. <laughs> Did you get a taste it bu- for it? <laughs> I've resisted <laughs> the urge to do it at home, but um, it certainly didn't do him any harm, I'll put it that way. No, no,
1: no, no, uh, my, my arteries,
0: arteries who knows?
1: Just being, yeah. It's the last week before payday, isn't it? So you tone it down a bit.
0: Oh, yeah. You don't need to remind me. Yeah. <laughs> We've been skint for for a fortnight.
1: Yeah. I, I knew it was bad, because it's been quite warm this week, but yeah. uh, I didn't have any food in other than tins of soup, so I was just sat broiling myself, <laughs> sipping my hot tomato soup in the sun. <laughs> <laughs> and then I thought, oh, mate, cool it and have like a nice gazpacho but then like you can't really do that with heinz cream of tomato soup can
0: you no no not traditionally no
1: yeah so i've struggled a bit this week
0: yeah i think i think half the world has to be fair yeah one way or another uh but anyway look we're here um I've, I've got myself uh, uh, a beer moretti on the go. Oh! Because, um, it, it, to be honest, Matt, I think it's the only way I'm getting through it this week.
1: Ah, I've got a pint of Ribena. And in fact, I've just been reminded because I'm drinking it out of a pint glass that I stole from a mm-hmm. pub this week. Because it was a really nice right. pint glass. Um, as well as that, this week, I went and did an escape room
0: oh that's exciting
1: yeah it was harry potter themed uh w- which isn't really my sort of thing uh but yeah um me and some guys from work went and did one um I've, i think it's about the third one i've done i really like them
0: yeah um i mean i've i've never had the opportunity to do a, an escape room but uh i think i'd even endure a harry potter themed one because uh yeah I, I, I know i would like them
1: I've done one was like spy school. So that was like kinda of James Bondy. Um one I can't even remember what the last one was. It was just like a generic get out of this room. And then right. yeah, Harry Potter this time.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, I the, the theme does not appeal to me. I, I think it's fair to say n- neither of us are Harry Potter fans.
1: Nope, but, absolutely yeah. a bore. Harry Potter. <laughs> the films are rubbish, Stop. and the books are for morons.
0: <laughs> How many listeners do you think we just lost there? Oh, uh,
1: not enough. Not enough.
0: <laughs> Is that maybe that needs to be your next long-term mission for the pod, Matt? You know, we've built up. A, a reasonable core listenership. Now the challenge is: over the next couple of years, can we alienate every single one of them? <laughs>
1: <Yeah, well, laughs> to just one listener, no doubt, right? The, the problem with more people listening is opinions are like arseholes. Everyone's got one, but that doesn't <laughs> yeah. mean we have to thoroughly investigate it. So if I say, "Oh, I don't like Harry Potter," guaranteed, someone. Even, even, I'm going to say, don't email me. Don't send me a message on Twitter. But someone will send me a message just going, I don't think you appreciate the subtle nuances of Harry Potter. <laughs> Get a grip. It's a children's yeah. book. Yeah.
0: Uh, l- 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 let's be honest. J.K. Rowling, bad writer, horrible person.
1: Yeah. It, like it, Oh, you, she, you're, she, she you're should be in shouldn't she, David? She's so rotten. <laughs>
0: Um I would just I just prefer her to shut up, to be honest. I don't <laughs> you know, I just think like at this stage we've heard enough from her. Let somebody else have a go. Plus, it's been like
1: twenty years, just move on. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And that's the that's that's the thing that I don't get with Harry Potter, is that it has just it hasn't lingered in our culture. Like, just a festering fart. It just will not dissipate.
1: Yeah.
0: And I don't, I don't get why... I, like, the fact that it's, it's now becoming one of the linchpins of our tourist industry is deeply upsetting for me.
1: If, if anyone is listening to this and is thinking, mm-hmm. I'm going to send an email because I love Harry Potter and I've got to... A... Immediately, the first thing I'm going to do is delete that email and block all communications with that person. <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah, genuinely. If 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 what we're saying is upsetting you right now, Lister, and I, I imagine there will be one or two listeners who aren't happy with us just uh, just cruelly bashing a thing that they really love. I, I get that, but also fundamentally, we don't care. No, we, we you know we can just go our separate ways. You yeah. don't need to listen to us. Yeah,
1: you won't be missed. Like, just go. <laughs> Yeah, it's right. No hard feelings.
0: We're just, you know,
1: just uh, we'll be better off without you. Just please, please stop listening. (laughs) Certainly, don't communicate us. Okay, Uh, like we, I mean, I'll be honest. The first thing I'll do is take a screenshot and save it, send it to David. Just got to get a load of this mook. Uh,
0: yeah, so, um, there we go. Uh, I'll be interested to see what that does to the numbers. (laughs)
1: Uh, I don't
0: care, David. I, I genuinely don't care. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, let's we move on. Uh, I, I mean other than that, I've not had an eventful week. So so should we um, should we have a bit of Doctor Who News,
1: Matt? Yeah, please, please, I'm excited.
0: Alright, let's let's boot up the old searchwise.net and see what we've got here. OK, so uh, RadioTimes.com, Doctor Who fans name Catherine takes Donna, the greatest companion. I See, mean...
1: The, the thing is, I was going to say she isn't, but straight away our listeners will be like, leave Donna alone!
0: <laughs> OK, come on, if it's not Donna, who is it?
1: Um, Clara.
0: Ooh, you're just saying that to stir the pot, aren't you?
1: She's so fundamentally important to the Doctor's story.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, no no argument for me. I, I also think Clara is, is one of the most interesting companions, for sure. Um, I don't really have a best ever companion, but... Uh, the thing is, the Clara ones, the ones that the are the best are the
1: ones that aren't real companions, because the real answer is Wilf and River Song.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't count. Don't yeah. count. Um, all right, Daily Express getting in on the action. Quote... Would fans despise it? Doctor Who star discussing shooting comeback with Russell T Davis.
1: It it doesn't matter who that is or what they're shooting. Fans will despise it. I'm going to bash the (laughs) fandom this week, David. I've
0: had enough of them. Fair enough. Um, Collider have gone with uh, a bit of a think piece here. Classic Doctor Who. Six ways to jump into the franchise.
1: Oh, yeah. (laughs) Let's do that one.
0: (laughs) I'd love it if one of the six uh, options is get roped into doing a podcast with, with a Doctor Who nerd. Yeah. Who, for, who literally forces you to, to watch the 10th planet.
1: Yeah. If it just says, make um, a very poor decision four years ago. Because <laughs> we're almost at episode 200, David, but we're also very we close are. to... We're about two weeks away from our fourth birthday. I think episode 200 will be our fourth anniversary.
0: Will it? Interesting sort of alignment going on there.
1: Mm. Um,
0: Right, okay, Let's do this. Every Doctor Who fan that got into the show in its post-2005 incarnation dreams of one day having what it takes to go back to 1963 and watch the series in its entirety.
1: Have you got what it takes, Um,
0: David? uh, If by that you mean uh, a Britbox subscription, then yes. (laughs) Yes. It's it's not really much more complicated though, is it? Big box subscription and a bit of spare time.
1: Mm. And an iron mental resilience. <laughs> you know. I've watched uh, the horns of Naimon. <laughs> I don't think I could do much more than
0: that. <laughs> uh, to be fair, watching the horns of diamond is a lot to ask of anyone. Yeah. It's true. In you know, back in the day, fair enough, there were only there were only three channels or whatever. But in um in in twenty twenty two, it's a big ask of someone. Uh, anyway, unfortunately to time travel in television history like that, one needs time, patience, and most importantly, a good guide for where to begin. In its 59 years of existence, 1990 to 2005 hiatus notwithstanding, Doctor Who has aired more than 800 episodes over the course of 39 seasons. The series lead has been recast 13 times, including Shooty Gathwa's upcoming run, uh, with the character cheating death through an alien process called Regeneration. This is just telling us just basic Doctor Who stuff. Skippity skip. Right, so method number one start from the beginning. No. <laughs> Despite being the most obvious approach, this isn't necessarily the most captivating. Early Doctor Who was a show unsure of where it stood. BBC execs wanted an educational series to teach children about science and history, Hensian and Barbara, two of the first companions, being a science and history teacher, respectively. Meanwhile, story editor David Whitaker and writer Terry Nation had other. Uh, more otherworldly things in mind. I'm um, just talking about the creation of the Daleks here. Bur, bur, bur. OK. However, the three... Fo- uh, um, so, saying... An un- um, saying uh, an unearthly child is good, but uh, the three following episodes in the series, or A Trip to the Stone Age, are a bit of a drag. That's That's an understatement, in my opinion... <laughs>
1: I've, I've not watched them um, but i I have listened to the married to who review of that
0: yeah and... i take it they weren't they weren't big on it
1: uh no no well, i i' wonder no, if I'm... that is a, a symptom of watching the new like i certainly struggled with watching the new series and having certain expectations and the old show's very very different isn't it
0: yeah, it's just it it, it really is. It, there is some core shared DNA, but at the end of the day, one of them is a TV show that was that was made in in you know mid to late twentieth century, and the other one is is made in the twenty first century, and and the way we make TV now is just fundamentally different. Um, you can say better. So. I wonder, I wonder what you'll make of this suggestion. This is the second of the six methods, Matt. Mm-hmm. Skip to the second Doctor.
1: Ah, oh, no way!
0: <laughs> <laughs> Should we see their justification? <coughs> the recommendation to skip the first Doctor on your first foray to classic Who shouldn't be taken as a slight against Hartnell who, in spite of his declining health and memory problems, gave us a pretty great performance. However, many fans of the contemporary series take issue with the First Doctor's disagreeable and excessively alien persona. For those that came to love the show through the likes of David Tennant and Matt Smith, Patrick Troughton's goofier, kinder Second Doctor is much more palatable. Um, and it, you know, goes on to say sort of how, how that was made. Um, OK, yeah, I, I yeah, I take it you're you're not convinced by that no, as a as a method. Currently
1: I'm starting at the beginning.
0: Okay. So we're um we're on to our our, our third suggestion here. I'm starting to see a pattern for me. Is
1: third it start with third doctor?
0: Yeah. Skipping half or even entire serials or looking for reconstructive videos made out of photographs, cartoons and pieces of original audio isn't for everyone. If the prospect of going through all this trouble scares you away from Classic Who, you'll be happy to know that the third Doctor's adventures are all intact. The first time Rod to have no missing episodes is also the first to appear on screens in full colour. And this is just one of the many ways in which Pertwee's era is close to what we now know as Doctor Who Uh Sorry, closer to what we now know as Doctor Who than Hartnell's or Trouton's. <coughs> Third Doctor serials are more dynamic and feature at least some of the human element of the show uh, has become known for since 2005. Uh, I'm just talking about how great Joe Grant is. Alongside Tom Baker's Pertwee's run as Doctor is regarded by many as the golden age of the classic series. His time on the show from 1970 to 1973 also introduced many key components of the Hooniverse, such as Unit and, of course, The Master, played in his first incarnation by the unforgettable Roger Delgado.
1: So. Wh- uh, I, I can see the merit in that. Yeah? Like, I, I can see that is. I mean, I've said multiple times that Spearhead from Space is when Doctor Who got good.
0: Yeah it's certainly the, when you compare the previous story, the war games and the way that's made and looks and feels to spearhead from space, it is, it is genuinely night and day. Mm. Um, it does all of a sudden feel a much more slicker and more modern, like obviously still a product of its time, but it feels a lot closer to the TV of today than, than the black and white stuff does. Um, so the next suggestion, pick a favourite Doctor. If you've already decided to skip one or two Doctors, it's clear that approaching the show chronologically isn't your uh, chronologically isn't your main concern, nor should it be, considering how episodic the classic serials were. You don't miss much by jumping in on the show at any time you see fit. So why not start with a personal favourite? Check out a few short, isolated serials to get a sense of who each Doctor was, or just do some research to figure out which Time Lord is best suited for you, and start with him. Uh, and on it goes.
1: Um, yeah I see, mean I think with how we've approached
0: it. <laughs> yeah you know, and it, it's how I, it's everything. how I started it. Just see what you like because yeah because at the end of the day that was the thing that the thing that fascinate one of the things that fascinates me about Doctor Who is 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 the multifaceted nature of it the fact that it spans such a long period of time and you've got the same character being interpreted in so many different ways so when i was getting into classic who i almost just treated it like like a box of chocolates it was just oh i want to try a bit of a bit of tom baker and uh, now i'm going to check out oh what was the first uh, appearance of the daleks all oh, right it was that early i'll go and watch that and you know i was just kind of hopping around and seeing what what took my interest and, and and once I'd watched at least a couple from every doctor, that was the point at which I was like, right, you know what? I'm gonna start filling in the gaps a bit now. Um and I think that's probably probably a more sensible approach. You know?
1: Yeah.
0: Um okay, we've got two more to go through on this on this surprisingly long clickbait <laughs> article. Yeah. Um so we've got go evil and don't look back. If we're already being bad and ditching the chronological order, why not go or evil all the way? Just like with the greatest Doctors and Companions, you can also choose to track the progress of Doctors whose most beloved and reviled bad guys. The easiest to follow are the Daleks and the Cybermen. Oh, that's a terrible idea. Just, like, binging all of the Dalek stories one after another. What a terrible idea.
1: Um, I, I feel bad that you've said that now because, again, Married to Who did a series where they did watch all the Dalek episodes.
0: Uh, yes, no. I, no offense to Mary. Uh, I think if you're, now. I think if you're already on board with Doctor Who, great. But if you're trying to introduce new people to classic Who, just be like, we're going to watch the Daleks, then we're going to watch Daleks Invasion of Earth, then we're going to watch the Chase. It's like no, no. That is that is the wrong approach, uh, in my opinion. That's that's not a way to make someone a classic Who fan. That's a way to make someone thoroughly sick of the Tarnix. Um, here we go. This is the this is the correct method. Choose a handful of cool standalone stories. One common strategy adopted by fans that want to get their friends into the new era of Doctor Who is to start them off with some great standalone episodes. Or alternatively, do what I did. And force them to agree to do a podcast yep. when they watch it all in order. Um to Child," "Doctor Dances," "Blink," and "Midnight" are a few favourites in this regard. "Blink" is a terrible introductory episode of Doctor Who.
1: Yeah, I, I didn't agree when I... you said that at the time, but the more we've done, the more I do agree with that.
0: Like, you can watch it as a standalone thing, but, but that's not. It's what this not show gonna. Is. No, no, it's one of the things this show can be, but it's not going to give you a grounding in. Why you should keep coming back every week to watch Doctor Who. So, um, let's see if it's got any specific suggestions. It does not. Oh, hang on. No, it does. They're just buried a bit after some... um, An anecdote about how someone got their friend into Doctor Who through A Christmas Carol, of all things. Um, So... From the aforementioned War Games and City of Death to Earthshock and Terror of the Autons, every Doctor has at least one cool story that requires little to no previous knowledge to understand. Um, Also mentions The Aztecs, Horror of Fang Rock, um, Ark in Space. Yeah, yeah, good picks there. Um, So, I mean, I imagine most people listening to this will at least have... I mean, I hope maybe dip to toe into some of the classic stories that we've covered already on on the podcast. Um, but I honestly think until you're ready to to kind of do the pilgrimage and try and watch it start to finish, which is an undertaking and will take you probably a couple of years to do, um, then yeah, just bouncing around, cherry picking, see what catches your eye, and don't don't assume because one person. You read somewhere on a forum, so one person says, oh, that's a terrible story, that you're not going to like it. Because, I mean, Matt's not kidding when he says Twin Dilemma is one of his favourite classic Who stories. Yeah, I
1: recommended it to somebody this morning.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everyone, everyone gets different things out of Doctor Who. And, um, you know... What it, it 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 just you know you just got to try it just keep keep spinning the wheel and uh, sooner or later you'll probably hit on a particular period a particular fa flavor a particular villain particular companion there'll be something that just clicks with you just like oh yeah I want a bit more of that and you can kind of just go from there so yeah also BritBox subscription definitely helps Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, All right then, Matt. That was a bit longer than anticipated. Hey, I do apologise. Good chap. Um, shall we? Uh, shall we dive into uh, this month's DWM?
1: Yeah. So we're moving on to the September 2022
0: issue. Oh, lovely! Exciting times.
1: <laughs> and with it being the first week. That means we can do letter of the month or star letter, whatever it's called.
0: Excellent. Without any further ado, then, Matt, let us, let us,
1: let us. Right now, David, this month's issue of Doctor Who magazine. Yeah is largely dedicated to Bernard Cribbins.
0: It is, yeah.
1: um, And I know last time we did this, you were like, have you read much of the the issue? I read quite a bit. This morning I was reading, there's a whole little bit written by Russell T. Davis, which is like a tribute to Bernard Cribbins, Uh which is really, really good. I would recommend that. Um, Yeah. In fairness, that's the only bit. I read, other than the obituaries bit, but I don't think we need to go through that. So, shall we do Star Letter?
0: Let's do it. Let's do it.
1: So, this Star Letter, David, comes from Kaz Senways from Hertfordshire. She's a big fan of the show. I know she's out there listening. Do you want to say hello, David? Hi, Kaz. Okay. Okay. So, legend is the best word to describe Bernard Cribbing's OBE. With a career spanning more than seven decades, he was loved by millions of fans, young and old. My boyfriend and I had the good fortune to meet Bernard at the London Film and Comic Con in 2019. The heartwarming memory of our photo session with Bernard was seeing how he was completely captivated by my boyfriend's colourful assortment of pin badges and iron-on patches that covered his long flowing jacket. However, this was not my first encounter with Bernard. I had previously witnessed his great talk during the 50th anniversary celebration at the Excel Centre in London, back in November 2013. In response to a story about how he got so excited when Kylie Minogue kissed him on the cheek whilst filming 2007's Voyage of the Damned, Bernard simply said, She was wonderful. We're getting married next week. He also talks about working on <laughs> the Galaxy Page Earth
0: 2150 AD. What a hero. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to be honest, Matt. I've had that issue in my rucksack following me around for a couple of weeks at this point, And I've not been able to bring myself to read the Bernard Cribbins stuff. Mm. I, I, I will do at some point, but. I yeah I, I I've genuinely I have I've looked through it and, and all the pictures and I'm just like I don't I don't quite <laughs> have it in me to read that just yet. Um, I will get there. I will get there. But yeah, I mean, what what a legacy. What a
1: loss. Yeah, yeah. What a true hero. Yeah. Um, I thought I thought what on... we could do. Sorry, were you finished talking about cribbing, sir?
0: I was, I was, but, uh, yeah.
1: So what I thought we could do, just to wrap up Letters Letters every week, is go back to the DWM crossword. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to ask you the question here, David, for 13 down.
0: Okay, I'm ready.
1: C3across.
0: Um, How many letters is it? Uh,
1: It doesn't actually say. Oh, okay. (laughs) Do you want to pick a different clue, Matt? Okay, shall we do 39 (laughs) across? Okay. It says, bin liner, for example. Four letters.
0: Bin liner, for example. Four letters.
1: See, the only thing I could think of is sack. Um,
0: yeah, I mean, my first thought was like maybe auton, like a plastic thing. That's not four But letters. that's five Man letters. Man. Yeah, well, that's 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 what I was about to say. Um,
1: <laughs> yeah, fine, sack.
0: You want to write sacking? <laughs>
1: yeah. I tell you what, I'll give okay. you. I'll give you one you probably do now. Okay. All right. Okay. Let's do five down. So this Five is down. this is a quote. A something. So that's the missing word. Sarah Jane. Right. Spoken by the Third Doctor before he regenerated. Four letters. It is. Yep. Yeah. I do believe the word is tear. Okay, I'll write that in. Imagine, imagine this tuning in to hear me and you do a crossword. <laughs> should we, should, this is what the listeners want, surely. Should we do one more before we move on?
0: Oh, Alright, if you
1: have it. Two down, four letters, the curse of the black something. Oh,
0: God. Uh, curse of the black shit episode. Oh,
1: shit does fit, it's four letters, two down. <laughs> the curse of the black shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> I, I believe the
0: correct answer is spot.
1: Uh, I mean, I put the S and the T in, I'm going to have to scribble <laughs> over this. There we go.
0: There we go. Right. Okie dokie. So, um, Matt. Hello. We've got to do it, whether we like it or not. Yeah. We've got to talk about Countryside. Do our listeners have any thoughts on the matter? Do you
1: you know what, right? This this week, on Wednesday, Wednesday was the day I was walking along the White Horse. Uh Uh-huh. And every Wednesday, I put a message out just... Going, you know, this is what we're watching this week. Let us know. And I just didn't on Wednesday. I was like, do you know what? I don't care. <laughs> and it, and I had like a massive moral quandary like yesterday because I was just like, I, I, I. It's it's the worst part of our show is listener tweets. I don't <laughs> I don't care what people say. I can't imagine listeners care. Like, it it totally kills the pace of the episode. We go from having loads of laughs and fun to talking about, I don't know, what bloody Joshua in Coventry has to say this week. Just like... (laughs) just Next week, we're not doing listener tweets. I'm canning it for one week. (laughs) It's gone again. Just for one week. Just, like, if the episode doesn't suffer, it's not coming back. (laughs) All righty. i it, it, well, my, my least favourite got... bit of doing this podcast is listening to tweets.
0: <laughs> you, j- just to remind you, Matt,
1: you introduced this segment. Yeah, no. This, is, you, this is your everyone baby. Was like, oh, don't, I don't. Oh. And then uh, uh, we've got ten tweets. Right. I might not read them all. Right. Pick, us th- pick the best five. Pick the best five. <laughs> right. The first one, I'm going to read, David, because it comes from a new tweeter. This is someone who I don't believe has contacted us before.
0: Ah, fantastic.
1: Uh, It's from Kirsty Dunbar. Do you want to say hello, David?
0: Hi, Kirsty.
1: Hello. As as a new listener, should we, like, bring Kirsty into the fold? Kirsty, what is the best celebrity bear? Can you please tweet us?
0: I'd be very keen to know.
1: Are you going Yogi Bear, Winnie the Pooh? Where are you going on that?
0: Hmm. There's any, so many to choose from.
1: Any thoughts, David? I mean, uh,
0: I, I, I've got my pick, but I don't know whether it's better to save it until next week.
1: Well, why don't we count down from three and give our suggestions at the same time? Okay. Right. Three, two, one.
0: Paddington.
1: Paddington. Yeah. There right. we go. But Kirsty, you're not allowed to say Paddington. That's our answer. Right. (laughs) Um, Kirsty says, A much better episode. Very chilling and gives us more of an insight into the team. A human threat was unexpected and showing the worst of humanity is something Torchwood will continue to do well. This episode also put me off burgers from fans, so it had a lasting impact. Excellent. Okay. Now... Next, David, we have another mm-hmm. first-time tweeter.
0: Crikey, this is exciting. Why, why have they all jumped on board for this episode I mean, of All I'll things. tell you
1: why. It's because Mark, from all of Time and Space, retweeted us, and he's from a much bigger, much more successful <laughs> podcast, David.
0: That would explain it, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Okay, so we then had Cliff Chapman... Who is a voiceover actor Who's worked on Doctor Who Blake Seven and Warhammer
0: Amazing
1: Okay Now Cliff disagrees somewhat with Kirsty, In his opinion When he says Mm -hmm. Utterly abysmal, amateurish Like the Asylum film's parody Nasty and pointless Appalling Gwen and Owen storyline With that dreadful line It's a teenager's idea of grown up A failure on every level <laughs> I'm
0: gonna. I, I don't want to tip my hat too much, but I, I, I'm leaning more towards Cliff's opinion on this one. Yeah, I mean, for a first-time tweet, I want Cliff
1: to tweet every week,
0: right? Yeah, that's that's. I um, mean, tell us what you really <laughs> think, Cliff. <Yeah. laughs>
1: right, David. Next up, we've got another yeah. first-time tweeter.
0: Oh wow! Okay, yep. Who have we got?
1: The, the, this is a response to Cliff's tweet. It's mm-hmm. the implacable Hulk who said most of Torchwood felt like the X Files fan fiction. And then there's another reply to that tweet, David, from another first-time tweeter. <laughs> so this comes from <laughs> Lime.
0: Just to be clear, I am I am counting these. So this is the last tweet you allowed for this uh, week. So, I'm so- sorry to all of our regular tweeters.
1: Say again, sorry.
0: I so to say, so apologies to all <laughs> of our regular tweeters. None of you are getting a look in this week. All right. Uh, uh, right, what's the reply?
1: So, this is from Lie Sky Spooky Pills, who I think mm-hmm. is like, I think that's a family name. He's probably named after his dad and his granddad. Probably. Okay. probably. He says, I'd hated every episode I'd seen of Torchwood, but somehow persisted with it. But this finished me off. Some of the most embarrassing television I've ever seen.
0: Mm hmm. Great. Okay. That's it. That, that's your five tweets this week. Okay. Good. Right. Um, okay, Matt. How about? Tell you? me. What did you think of this shit episode <laughs> of Torchwood? Hold
1: on, because I am just flicking through the other tweets to see if there's any that are really, really, like, uh, damning. Uh, so. Mark basically says he quite likes this. James Courtney says, is this Chibnall's best script? Lou, from Who Can Convince (laughs) You, says, this is probably the most memorable Torchwood episode. Uh, Memorable
0: doesn't mean good, though.
1: No. Uh, Caroline from uh, My Adventure in Space and Time says, this is probably her favourite Torchwood episode.
0: Wow. That's high praise for something that I found almost unwatchable.
1: Um, Because I only skim read it, I don't really understand what BT Flippity Giggard says. James Swifty Swift says, thanks for the induction to the Marty McLean Hall of
0: Fame. You're Uh, welcome, James.
1: Ariel, I think, doesn't like it, but I'm not reading the whole tweet. And Sonya says, probably the best episode so far. There we go. Well... So, David. There we go. Matt, yeah. Uh, this
0: is bad, right?
1: I, I thought this was going to be really, really good for a little bit. And then, right, OK. And then I thought, thought, it's yeah, this is really good. And then it falls off a cliff, doesn't it? Uh, like, I mean... Like, when, it, when I say this is going to be good, I mean by Torchwood standards. So it's okay. yeah. absolute dross. And like even the bits okay. where you think this is good, it's littered with poor dialogue, poor acting, poor writing. Mm. Like, you know, all... the
0: direction for me. Okay, so it my 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 gut feeling when I finished watching it was, if you sat me down with this and said, "Ah, oh, my son's doing, um, just started doing his uh, degree in uh, filmmaking," uh, you know, insert local. Uh, Arts College here. Uh, you know this is his. This is his like big project for a, the end of his first year. Come and take a look. And I'd be like, oh yeah, that's for a student film. Like take on a Thrasher film. That's pretty, you know, pretty solid stuff. The the, the you know the direction's a little bit off. The editing leaves a lot to be desired. But you know, I can see what he's going for. Builds some tension quite nicely at some points. Um. But. For a professionally made piece of television, it is shocking. Do you not think the editing is atrocious on this,
1: it, David? There's so much wrong with this. I almost feel we don't have time to point things out now. Yeah. Like I, I, I don't know if you got it, but I, I sent a message to mm. uh, our WhatsApp group whilst I was watching yeah. this. But I'm going to just send you two photographs okay and i want you to see if you can spot the issue they're both from one scene
0: okay let's uh let's have a little butchers here okay so that's tosh so it's two pictures of tosh
1: from the same scene
0: yeah yeah
1: now you've correctly identified david that she has a gun. Look at how she's holding it. Yeah. Have you ever seen anyone hold yeah. a gun like that? <laughs> I can't say that I have. Like, her, her finger is quite literally nowhere <laughs> near the trigger. You can see on yeah. the second picture. Like, it, she's just sort of cupping it. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like someone's thrown her that gun and she's caught it awkwardly. <laughs> Absolute yeah, not, not gross. Great. I hate Torchwood, okay. David. In fact, yeah. I can't hate Torchwood, because I'm not entirely certain I know what Torchwood is yet.
0: This is, this is one of the troubles uh, I have with it. OK, um, right, so I'm just going to unpack a couple of big picture thoughts here before we get stuck into this. Um, so, one is, I was very disappointed that there is literally no sci-fi element to this story.
1: See, because I, maybe I'm stupid, or maybe it's because yeah. I was taking notes and maybe not paying as much attention. I, yeah. I think it maybe took me later than it should have to realise there was no alien.
0: No, well they they lead you on. They lead you yeah. on through the whole story to think that it's gonna be some kind of alien threat, and then it's like, oh no, it's just man's inhumanity to man. But I'm like, but I'm sorry, it's far fetched. The idea that you've got an entire village that has has a, a once every 10 years just a, a festival of cannibalism is ludicrous. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, that do- doesn't really work on that level, I don't think. Um. And uh, the other thing is, it you know, they're trying... They're, they're doing something that Doctor Who does all the time, to be fair, which is pick a genre and just sort of try it on for size and just do a Doctor Who version of it. So this is Torchwood. Picking the genre of slasher films and just be like, let's have a crack at doing a slasher film this week. Something a bit different. Okay, but... I, I, admittedly, I'm not big into slasher films anyway. It's not my style of horror. Um, but my understanding it is for a slasher film to work, you start with a group of five or six main characters and you pick them off one by one to gradually build the threat and tension. And if you're lucky, you you have one or two survivors at the end. Right? Yeah. That's the formula. Here, we start off with five main characters that we know are all going to survive this episode. <laughs> and, you know, we encounter, too late, other victims <laughs> yeah. that... that you know, all all die off screen. So I, I feel like it fundamentally doesn't work at the genre that it is trying to embody. It kind of misses the point. And so as a result, what little tension it builds, it builds in a very fitful and ultimately extremely underwhelming fashion, uh... Best exemplified by the denouement in which they're all in one room and Barrowman <laughs> drives in on a tractor. Yeah. To save the
1: day. Um, yeah. Um, okay. Now, there's a sentence you didn't anyway. think you'd
0: be saying when you woke up this morning. No, it's true. Um, But yeah, so I just. For all the people saying like, oh, well, you know, it's doing something different and it's effective. And it's just like, I mean, it is doing something different, but I don't think it's doing it effectively. No. I, I I, think I think it, it it just it fundamentally misses the mark at what it is trying to do, because it is constrained by being a random episode of an of, of an episodic TV series, which cannot afford to lose one of its main characters at this stage so yeah it just uh, it uh, and you know on top of that like i say slasher not it's not my kind of horror i'm not big into gore and torture porn and that that whole kind of thing i like you know cosmic horror and gothic horror and, and and that's slightly more I, I don't know. I don't want to... I, this will make me sound like an asshole, but, like, a, a more cerebral horror. Hmm. That's that's the kind of... That's the kind of horror that I can really get behind. This kind of stuff where it's just horrid graphic violence, for me, is just like... I don't want to watch that. No. Um, so, yeah, I I I didn't get much out of this. I think... I think there are a couple of good performances here. But there are also quite a lot of bad performances as well. Which, again, adds to the student film vibe that I really get for this. That uh, uh, that and the fact that you know, it's all shot around a handful of mostly deserted locations, which is, like, the most, like, classic student film stuff. Like, oh, where could we shoot the majority of our project where we don't have to get permission from anybody?
1: Honestly. Like,
0: it, yeah, let's just wander around in a field and do, do a lot of shaky cam. Like, at least...
1: At least when Doctor Who was bad, we could take it in good humour and poke fun at it. This, yeah. this is just so consistently crap.
0: But it's a different flavour of crap every week. <laughs>
1: yeah. <but> last, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Last week it was dog shit. This week it's horse shit. <laughs> if we're lucky <laughs> next week, it'll be pig shit.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: it just. It's. Uh, yeah.
0: I, that's the thing. I just keep coming back to like, who is this for? Who wanted this? Who walked away from this feeling like, oh, what a satisfying 45 minutes of television. Can't wait to tune in again next week. Yeah. <laughs> I, I cannot imagine having that response to this. And maybe that's just the passage of time. And it's just, you know, this was 2006 and the world was different. And it just happens to have aged poorly. But I don't think it is just that.
1: Right. We, we did this when we watched Sarah Jane Adventures, right? I, okay. I googled what was on television at the same time. Right. Okay. So I've just googled 2006 in British TV.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, hold on, because it's brought up a lot of shows. that So okay. these are the shows that debuted in 2006. Okay. Uh, funnily enough there's not that many uh, ok Dancing on Ice
0: right yeah uh,
1: oh no it turns out now there's loads and none of them are any good maybe 2006 was just a dutch year
0: maybe uh, I wasn't maybe. really paying attention to TV much then
1: Dickinson's Real Deal oh yeah
0: still going strong <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, I'll be honest, 2006, I think basically what I was watching around then was Life on Mars and Charlie Brooker's Screenwipe. Yeah, Life on Mars. That was about that debuted it.
1: debuted in 2006, according to this article. Yeah. I'm not sure if it's correct. Um, yeah. Although it does say Only Fools and Horses debuted in 2006, so I don't... Don't think this is an That is list. not
0: correct <laughs> yeah two th- uh, life on Mars I'm pretty confident it was because um, spring of 2006 I would have been I, I would have been doing my, my second term in my first year at uni and I distinctly remember getting absolutely hooked on life on Mars that right. year. Here
1: we go. Here's a more comprehensive list the It crowd
0: was that 2006? yeah wow apparently. I thought that would have been touched later. But, okay. QI
1: debuted in 2006.
0: Good Lord.
1: The Royal Family. That feels like it's been on forever. That was when I was at secondary school. I remember that.
0: What's that? Which one? The Royal Family. Royal Family. No, maybe it was a special or something. Green Wing. Yeah, no, that sounds about right.
1: Yeah. Eight out of ten cats. Uh, Lost. Yeah. Lost was on the same time as Torchwood. If you wanted your sci-fi... What are you
0: tuning into? Yeah. I never I never got into Lost. Because uh, you were too busy
1: yeah,
0: watching a... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because I was too busy watching Life on Mars and writing terrible poetry. <laughs>
1: hey, I've heard your um, poetry.
0: It's great. Anyway, um, moving on. <laughs> Let's Look, Matt. We're, we're, we're prevaricating.
1: Should we just not review it, it? Should we just wrap up?
0: <laughs> Look, bash through your notes. I will interject as and when I have anything else to say about this. But to be honest, I don't have a lot more to say about, that hasn't already been said at this point. I, so,
1: I just want to make it clear, David, I hate this episode. And if you're listening to this episode of our podcast, I hate you. Right. This is. <laughs> This is Countryside, Season 1, Episode 6, 19th of November 2006, directed by Andy yeah. Goddard, written by Chris Chibby Chibnall.
0: Ah, uh, good old Chibbers. Yeah, back to his bed. Just going to ask you, Matt, we, we, we finally got confirmation that the Centenary Special is, uh, is airing in October. This this year. Right. <laughs> Who'd have thought it? That it is going to be airing to coincide with the BBC centenary, as they've said all along. But they've officially confirmed it. There was a whole spate of news articles about it. Still don't have a date. Still don't have a title. Still haven't seen anything other than the 30-second trailer at the end of Legend of the Sea Devils. How are you feeling about that? Like, do you think Chips is going to smash it?
1: Yeah. I, yeah? I think... He, I think so. I think he can't not smash it.
0: I really bloody hope he does, you know. I really hope he just... I I, I hope that it it's similar to, to the way a lot of Flux made me feel, that it, it just feels like it's written by a man who has no shits left to give. Yeah. And is just going hell for leather, doing whatever he wants to do. That is how I want Whittaker's era to go out. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Can't wait. Anyway, talk to me about this shit episode of Torchwood, so then we can all move on with our lives.
1: All right. So, there is a lady, I even wrote down her name, Ellie Johnson, because I thought she was going to be important, driving Not through important. the countryside in the dark. She sees a body yeah. in the road. Yeah. So she approaches it, and it's a decoy. And while she's looking at that, something pops her tyres. Ah. So.
0: It's unfortunate, isn't it?
1: Yeah. So she gets into the car. Yeah. Only to be dragged out and attacked, which made me think why is the thing that's attacking her letting her get back in her car? Why not just go all out? Never mind. Who knows? Who knows? So the Torchwood team go on a little road trip. Mm-hmm. to investigate what's happening. Because it turns out there's been 17 disappearances over the last five months, but they're only getting involved now. 17 important. disappearances it takes <laughs> for them to give a shit.
0: Yeah. Also, important question, which was not properly addressed in this episode. Who's feeding the pterodactyl?
1: Yeah, that is true. They've
0: asked a neighbour to pop in.
1: Well, it's probably full of Ianto's girlfriend still, so. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's, that's true. I don't know how long it takes a pterodactyl to, to digest a partially converted Cyberman. <laughs> that's not, not the sort of thing they cover in school, is it? No, no. Um, Why is Ianto there? Yeah. Why did he Who's come along?
1: Because,
0: like, like, that is not his job role. He's not meant to be, like, a... um, Like an... Uh, He's not an investigator, is he? I thought his whole point was he was essentially like a, like a steward.
1: Yeah. Well, they do, um, they do get him to carry the burgers from the van.
0: Oh, they do. That's imp- they couldn't possibly carry those themselves.
1: Right. Now, because uh, Torchwood is such an upbeat and positive show, I think we get yeah. our earliest ever mention of suicide in an episode. Less than four <laughs> minutes in, Owen just yeah. makes a little joke about suicide. Um, So they're going to camp outside to investigate what's going on at the minute. Mm -hmm. So we get the classic camping joke when Owen struggles to put up a tent. Oh, you're having trouble getting it up. I hate Torchwood so much.
0: (laughs) Um, It's it's great banter. What you want about that? This is what we're like with our colleagues, isn't it? We're always making obvious sexual innuendos yeah when i was doing that
1: escape room <laughs> and, 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 uh, and playing mini golf this week it was just yeah perverts paradise <laughs> okay so then they play the game yeah. who was the last person you snogged owen tells yeah. everyone he snogged gwen and gwen's like uh oh, shut up boy oh, gross uh tosh is quite clearly jealous Then Ianto has PTSD because the last person he snogged was a Cyberman that got fed to a pterodactyl.
0: (laughs) And he still is hanging out with these people.
1: Yeah. So Owen and Uh, Gwen go to get some firewood and have a little chat about their kiss. So I've got a very pertinent question I need to ask you, David. Okay. When was the last time you came so hard and so long you forgot where you were. Uh,
0: 25 minutes ago. Well, we're an hour into recording. I know, but listeners will just have to have to rewind and just see if they can spot it.
1: Well, it turns out me really hating on Harry Potter is your like King. <laughs> Hi guys, it's Future Matt here. Just to save you the time of going back and checking, it just turns out David really, really likes the Doctor Who magazine crossword puzzle.
0: Okay, in all seriousness, is that the worst piece of dialogue so far in Torchwood?
1: <laughs> in Torchwood?
0: <laughs> okay, let me revise, in human history.
1: Yeah! Hon- honestly, like, <laughs> oh, 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 I just wanted to curl up and die when I heard that. <laughs>
0: oh, dear.
1: Imagine, right, now, imagine you're the guy that plays Oak. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now, I, I, I know he was in Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. I don't know him from much else. No. Okay. But, like, imagine being handed you script. I'm just like, oh, have I got many lines this
0: week? Flicking through and seeing that. Uh, I don't. But what I will say is absolute credit to the bloke.
1: I, I, he, ma- he ma- commits. Maybe he improvised it. May- maybe it just said we would be good in bed together, and he was like, oh, I think I can add a bit of. Yeah. In yeah. Here. I can
0: juice this one up. Um. Yeah. But the thing is. For, for all of the... Look, I, I hate almost everything Owen says and does in this story. However, I do think he is probably the best-performed character out of the entire core team. And it's not even close. I think he is a really in, doing a really interesting, compelling performance, and he's just saddled with a character who is... Uh, utterly irredeemable... And has and is given just absolute clunkers of 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 dialogue. But do you not agree, Matt? I don't know whether I'm out on a limb here, but I I think the performance is actually good. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Poor guy. Yeah. Right. So once they're having this, you know, lovely heart-to-heart moment, they're being watched. Mm-hmm. Um, so they go to investigate what's happening and they find human remains. Yeah. Uh, so the Torchwood team investigate the carcass, and as they are, they hear their car being stolen. Mm-hmm. So Ianto tracks the car, it's parked up in a nearby village, so they all head off towards that. The team separates. Tosh and Ian go to look for the car, whilst others investigate the village pub, which has seemingly been abandoned. Mm-hmm. Uh, whilst rooting around, Gwen finds another carcass. Now, Gwen was there when they found the carcass in the woods. Yeah. And she was there when they were looking at it and developing a plan. Yeah. But when she sees this second one, all of a sudden it's the grossest thing she's ever seen. Yeah,
0: I was wondering about that. Like, to be fair, I think the state of it is slightly worse than the one they'd seen previously. But, the, but I mean, neither of them were fun to look at, you know. Yeah. The, the, uh, the props department had been going hell for leather on the ketchup...
1: Um, it, it reminded me of that sketch on Big Train where there's the forensic investigator who doesn't like God. <laughs> yeah. So they're, like, handed a picture and she's just like, I'm just going to look right into the corner of this photograph so I don't have to see anything
0: gross. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Okay. Yeah, anyway, yeah.
1: So they then let themselves into someone's house and find another body. Yes. Okay. Now, David...
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, I'm going to place me and one, you in the episode second. for
0: a moment One second, Matt Hello, little one Can I help you?
1: Uh no
0: Okay you see you. Ah, okay Well, I'm still in the middle of recording my podcast at the moment I do so i your face right on my toe, Then pop I'd rather you didn't Come on, toilet Okay, okay I'm Bye-bye Wish we could afford a house with a downstairs, Lou.
1: <laughs> I'm just glad he's learned to rectify his behaviour and not call me a stinky boy.
0: No, but I don't know if you, if you picked that up, but he, he, he did just threaten to whack my face off. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah, yeah, but, uh, you know, at least he's keeping it in the family.
0: <laughs> I suppose so. Uh, all right, Matt, where were you?
1: Um, right, me and you, David, we're going in the episode.
0: right. Okay.
1: Right. We're investigating. I'm I'm imagining I'm I'm just
0: mounting a pair of uh, VR, like a VR headset, so I'm fully immersed. Okay. Okay.
1: Right, I'm in. Me me and you, we found a carcass, David. We're we're looking for either a killer or more clues Mm -hmm. or evidence. Yeah. And, you know, somebody's stolen our car, so we're investigating that. Yeah. And all of a sudden we hear, like, a loud scream. Yes, Is your first instinct. It's probably just a fox. <laughs> I'll be
0: honest. No, at that point, I think I would have my hackles up a little bit. I'd probably the, be inclined uh, to think that, that it was suspicious.
1: I, I, I'll tell you a true story, David. Okey doke. Okay. Yeah. Right now, my friend works for a large company, quite a well-known international company who have offices quite close to where we live right and as part as they were going about their daily business somebody just started shitting on the floor in the toilet right see you again okay so they did a full investigation and the outcome was we think a fox got into the building and did it
0: <laughs> right
1: is that not just a cover up
0: <laughs> it seems like a possibility
1: yeah. So this is where we get Tosh's mishandling of a gun. Mm-hmm. And Ianto turns around and Tosh is just gone. Mm. Uh, and whilst he turns around to see where she's gone, something runs by him. I wonder uh, I wonder
0: if she just got just distracted. Like, um we we had that with little Zorbs a couple of weeks ago. Um Really? Yeah, just out for a little walk and, and uh my partner turned around and suddenly he's just you know, he was at the other end of this really high cornfield. We couldn't uh, couldn't find him. He was just investigating a rabbit hole. So maybe that's what Tosh was doing. Just having a little poke inside a rabbit hole and see what's what's down there. I mean uh, turns out that's not what happened. Yeah <laughs> <laughs> Could have been a more interesting episode.
1: Uh, I can't even see where I am in my notes. Um, you can skip to oh, the end if you I'll like that. Bit of the episode. All right, okay. It, it's when uh, Gwen opens a door and gets shot.
0: Oh yes, yeah, yeah. That does happen.
1: And, uh, and then Captain Jack does some great acting where he says the word Gwen about twenty times, one after another. God. He just goes Gwen, Gwen, Gwen.
0: I've got to say. I feel like Barrowman is getting worse with every episode in this
1: he he's not great is he
0: He is so wooden uh, like yeah. for something that was conceived of as a vehicle for Barrowman and and Captain Jack as a character it 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 capitalizes on almost none of the strengths of either performer or character <laughs> as as previously established in Doctor Who. It's a very strange choice. Anyway.
1: But sadly she's okay, you know, and saves her. Hooray. Okay. Now, uh, I mean the this boy... is I I,
0: on, I I will say like I think for all, again, for all the fact that I I do not like the plot line that they are setting up with Owen and Gwen. I do not care for it. But the the scene between the two of them when Owen is you know doing the first aid and 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 extracting the bullet i think is the best scene in this this episode Mm
1: -hmm.
0: i think it's it's well performed and well shot and and um it 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 was like the first time in a while that i was actually drawn back into the story a bit but it wasn't to last
1: (laughs) did did we know that he was a doctor
0: I, I think maybe it was referenced in the first episode. I've not gone back and rewatched that first episode. So it, anything like that where I've, I've got a question about it, I just assume, oh, they probably mentioned it in, in episode one and I can't remember.
1: And again, just for clarification, that question was for you, David, not a listener. <laughs> yeah. Don't want comments and clarification. Right. So the boy who shot Gwen, uh, he's called Kieran. Yeah. And he says, everyone is dead and they're not human. Right. So, so this is where I was like, oh, they're not human, we've got aliens. Yeah, yeah. Wrong. So, Tosh and Yanto wake up in a barn. Tosh finds loads of shoes. And I was like, oh, that's a bit weird. Mm -hmm. Until he turns around and there's a fridge full of human remains. Yeah,
0: makes more sense then, doesn't it?
1: Okay. And then, see, this is the sort of shit I I hate about this episode. Uh They... They managed to rationalise it all and go, oh, the rift in Cardiff is spreading, that's Mm -hmm. why there's more wild aliens, and I was like, oh, here we go, this is going to be like the series arc. It's just all undone, because none of it's true.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like, we, we, I know you've sometimes rolled your eyes in the past at how in Doctor Who it's always aliens,
1: but... Yeah, turns out... You don't know what you got till it's gone. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> the
0: thing. I, I, I like that it's always aliens. Yeah. You know, I was I was genuinely disappointed that it wasn't some
1: Yeah, but here they've done the opposite. Yeah. Like if they were like, Oh, we've got aliens um sorry, we've got cannibals I'd probably go, yeah, it's just aliens eating people. But here it's like, Oh, we've got aliens and then lo and behold it's not, it's just cannibals. <laughs>
0: yeah alright
1: alright sorry if I've spoiled the ending there if anyone's listening here to find out what happens in this episode <laughs> and I've just ruined
0: it yeah not to worry not to worry
1: alright so all the pub lights go out and whatever it is has come back so there's something in the cellar and everyone just shoots their guns for a bit yeah and as a result Kieran gets abducted
0: yeah
1: uh ianto and tosh see a light because they're like locked in a little barn underground aren't they Mm -hmm. Uh, and a lady enters the room and she says oh i've got to take you to them so i was like oh here we go she's like a thrall for the aliens yeah Um, and she says every 10 years the harvest takes them and i thought much like the silence, the harvest was going to be the name of the alien race. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, it just I think turns out it's a literal harvest. Hmm.
0: Yeah. Okay. Again, I I do think like Chibnall, Chibnall thinks he's being clever here, and he's like, you know, he's leading you down this garden path, but yeah, not happy about it.
1: Anyway. <laughs> okay. So Jack finds a man in the pub cellar. Who says I'll
0: tell you everything?
1: So Jack tortures him. Yeah. Uh, Owen and Gwen get stopped by the police this, whilst they're doing some investigation. This was
0: around the time yeah. that um, Twenty Four was massive, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, it will have
0: been. So that'll be it. It'll be like, oh yeah, we want we want Jack to be like, yeah, yeah, he'll 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 torture the information out of his. Uh, uh, out of people if he has to, because he's, he's, you know, he's he's a ruthless hound of justice. Um, yeah,
1: but he's not threatening, is he? He's no. just like, tell me, tell me what's going
0: on. Yeah, when he's doing <laughs> that whole time, bit about how he used to basically be a torturer for somebody. Is that a time agency yeah. reference? I don't know. But um, that I thought that seemed a little bit much and was also just massively unconvincing. You know, in in Doctor Who, he's established as this sort of, like, pansexual intergalactic imp. (laughs) And now, now all of a sudden, he's just... He's meant to be... Yeah, he's meant to be some sort of, like, time-travelling Jack Bauer. And I'm like, I don't... I don't buy that. I don't buy that from from this character. Um, And also you know t- torture sucks let's not glorify torture and 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 imply that that's a necessary evil because apart from anything else you know there've been a lot of academic studies into it it doesn't work what happens is people will say whatever they think will get you to stop torturing them regardless <laughs> yes. of whether it's true or not therefore it's bad information mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, that cannot be trusted Um, anyway little little sidebar there
1: yeah Uh, so the policeman mentions there's a meeting at the village hall Uh, Tosh and Ianto find another body and say oh my god do the aliens what do they look like Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden out of nowhere Alicethorn from Game of Thrones appears (laughs) And and again he says oh they look like us
0: fair play to the bloke there is an actor who knows exactly what kind of script he's being given like
1: yeah, he's he's the best bit of this episode he
0: does exactly what is required of him for this story mm. um and it to the point that it, it almost saves it almost yeah but ultimately
1: if, if- he, he's a good villain in a shit story yeah
0: yeah that that's it like um yeah but uh, it was you know it was nice to see him i did find myself going through i was like oh he's from game of thrones who is he from game of thrones now is he craster oh is it? i mean like i might just think of that cuz the character's a bit like craster but you know mm. um i was sort of going through <laughs> going through my, my rather dusty Game of Thrones files. Uh, side note, Matt, are you bothering with House of the Dragon?
1: Um, I am saving last week's episode. Right. Because I'm going back to work next week. Right, OK. So my Sunday night treat before I go back to work is yeah. I'm going to watch the first two episodes.
0: I'll be honest. I really don't think I could be arsed with it.
1: Hmm.
0: Does that make me? I'm, I'm well yeah.
1: on board with She-Hulk. I, I think that's oh God!
0: Yes, yeah. I I was watching the second episode last night. It was my it was my palate cleanser after watching this episode of Torchwood. And oh my word, what a treat of a show that is so far. Yeah,
1: I, I, I'm finding it utterly charming.
0: Yeah, it? yeah.
1: It is. I mean,
0: right. Yeah. Okay. Well, let, let, let's not go on. Go on. <laughs> I'm let, just gonna the say. Sooner...
1: The sooner we get through this, David, the sooner we can have a proper conversation about sheep. Yes, indeed. <laughs> right. Uh, he binds Ianto and Tosh's wrists. Ianto headbutts him and they run. There's a bit of a chase. Mm-hmm. Tosh gets caught, then runs off, then gets caught again.
0: Yeah.
1: Owen saves her, and unsurprisingly, the policeman is working with the
0: villain. who uh, who'da thunk it?
1: Yeah. So, this is... So, I'll I'll read you this line of my notes. Mm -hmm. They're taken to a meeting of all the villagers. Is it just cannibals? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like, up until this point, I was like, is it some sort of body snatcher, you know? Yeah. But...
0: No. It's just cannibals.
1: Just cannibals. Okay. Uh, Jack arrives on a tractor and shotguns everyone yeah Um like in that that is like a Doctor Who moment in torture yes I could see I could see Tenant's doctor smashing through the door oh you know of like course. that in girl in the fireplace yeah. where he rides a horse yeah. through the window
0: of course, it would, it, you know, as a... As a or it's, it's almost like Capaldi playing guitar on a tank. Yeah, or, or Matt Smith up with a fire engine in 11th hour. You yeah. know, it's exactly that kind of moment. But the difference there is Doctor Who is, in many ways, quite a frivolous, fun show. It's capable mm-hmm. of doing serious things, but there is always there is a sense of fun pervading it. Um, what you can't do is do forty-five minutes, or sorry, forty-three minutes of, you know, a, a, a knockoff nineteen-eighties video nasty-style slasher film, and then at the last minute, have one of the main characters just burst in on a tractor to save the day, and kind of play it for laughs, which they do. I think. I think it's intentional. I don't know how you could make that moment not comical. Yeah. Um,
1: See, when you could hear the engine approaching, I thought, oh, he's finally got the Torchwood car back. This is going to be... Yeah.
0: Yeah, but no. Um, Anyway. Yeah. (laughs) That happens.
1: It turns out there's a village tradition every ten years where you just eat some people. Yeah. And this, I thought this was maybe my favourite scene, Mm. where Gwen says, you know, why? Why do you do it? And he says, well, I'll
0: tell you if I can whisper. And he just goes, just because I like it, it makes me happy. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, one, it must be said, I don't know whether... I don't think Gwen, uh, Gwen was, like, a police psychology expert or anything. Uh, but just just actually sitting, sitting someone down and saying, yeah, but why did you do it, though? It's like, you're never going to get a useful confession out of someone that way, are you? Um, Yeah, I mean, it's simultaneously a very bold move and deeply frustrating. (laughs) Because it makes you feel like this whole thing has essentially been a waste of time.
1: Yeah. Like... Like, because other than him getting carted away, I assume by the police, we don't get any real resolution.
0: No. No, none at all. It's just like... No sense of, like, was it a tradition that was started long ago? Was it? Is it, like, are they, you know, is there some kind of sacrificial element? No, 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 none of that. It's literally just... The only thing I can think about, if I'm trying to... If I'm being generous to this story and thinking that there is any kind of subtext to it whatsoever, is that it is an attempt to sort of... Um... Like sort of make some kind of point about, you know, factory farming and stuff like that. You know, we start out with the burger van and, and we we see the barbarism of, of slaughtering humans for meat, and and then it's sort of the question is like, is it any less barbaric to do that to animals? And
1: you can, I I think you're giving this episode far too much credit.
0: That uh, maybe, but that that is the only way in which I can feel like that there is any purpose behind it uh, because otherwise like as i say it just feels like my time has just been wasted for 45 minutes
1: uh, it, I'm, I'm sorry to tell you it has stayed <laughs> <laughs> right oh well on that so then, lovely
0: note yeah okay No, go on
1: gwen goes home to reese yeah she's mad that torchwood is changing her but there's nobody oh, she's able God. to speak to about yeah. it. So she goes for a mad shag with Owen.
0: Yeah. How quickly do you think she regrets that choice? Um, Is it sort of the moment she's, she's sobered up?
1: I, I don't know, David. Who, who cares, ultimately?
0: Yeah, I mean... I it, it, fund, Again, fundamentally, doesn't make sense to me it's one of those things that feels like it's drama for drama's sake, not because those characters would actually make those choices.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, oh. Yeah. I... Oh, well. What... I mean... It just...
1: just... just terrible. Yeah. Just terrible. Yeah.
0: Next week, Matt, do you know what we're doing?
1: I know it's more torch- It's more Torchwood. It's the last one for a fortnight, <laughs> so... What's the episode called?
0: Greeks bearing gifts. I mean, right. who knows? Who knows what that's going to be? Somebody probably will get a gift at some point, and it will be something that we didn't expect it to be. Maybe.
1: David, it's half past three in the afternoon. Yeah. Uh, I've watched an hour of Torchwood and an hour and a half recording this. Yeah. I think I'm going to go for a nap.
0: I don't blame you. I genuinely
1: you. need a lie down.
0: I don't blame you. I'm hopefully, if uh, if it hasn't already gone, uh, I'm going to go and watch the Artemis, uh, the Artemis 1 uh, NASA launch, which um, is being live streamed on YouTube and was delayed. Can I, can
1: I talk to you about NASA? The yeah,
0: day? go on. Uh,
1: uh, well, I'll talk to you about it now, not the other day.
0: Yeah uh, so the other night
1: I was yeah. watching a film I don't know if you've ever seen Hidden Figures.
0: Uh no I've heard of it I'd be interested in watching it.
1: Yeah so it is it's about uh, three in particular three black women that were pretty instrumental in the early years of NASA and the space race and about the issues yeah. they faced. Yeah. And I was really upset at the end of it because I, I was just like nowadays science is so good it's gone a bit rubbish hasn't it like imagine being back then and watching a rocket go to the moon and now science it's all micro technologies and gene therapy Mm. you're never going to see anything as impressive as a rocket launch i mean you've (laughs) said you're literally going to watch one i
0: i am yes
1: it's just not the same is it
0: uh possibly not i am excited about the artemis missions do you are you you familiar with them do you know what The planets with them. Yeah,
1: I've I've been like looking, well, not looking, but kind of following it. Yeah, I've
0: seen it. Yeah, I've enjoyed that, and I've I've been enjoying the 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 first images back from the James Webb Space Telescope and stuff like that. I, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm interested in space exploration, so, um, I think that's an interesting feel. But certainly, until until we put a human being on Mars, it won't feel like uh new ground has been broken yeah it's more a matter of refining existing uh techniques um so you know might happen in our lifetime probably not let's be honest uh, anyway this is this is uh, it's rare for us to go on a tangent right at the very end of an episode isn't it but uh, there we go it's in keeping we kind of wanted to talk about anything other than this but it's done matt we never have to talk about countryside ever again good hooray good. next week greeks bearing gifts join us if you're still a listener <laughs> if you're a harry potter fan presumably you've already uh, unsubscribed and discussed uh, but for for the rest of you hopefully you'll join us for that but until then as always thanks ever so much for listening until next time cheerio bye
1: now